Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. This podcast is sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. Many of you get sore, achy legs from standing all day or get asked about painful foot and leg cramps. If so, you're going to want to hear about TheraWorks Relief, a clinically proven topical foam that prevents and relieves muscle cramps and soreness. Learn more at theraworksrelief.com. Hey, listeners, be sure to check out our newest podcast called the Natural Products Resource Center. It will be coming out in September of 2019, and we can't wait for you to check it out. All things natural products uh, will be focused on medical cannabis at first, and then we'll be branching to other natural products topics. But be sure to follow us over there. We've got a new podcast coming out. And we're excited to share it with you. All right. So today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest, Blair Green Telemeyer, PharmD, is an independent consultant pharmacist living in Arkansas with her husband and two children. Her latest project is creating the step-by-step framework for building and selling pharmacist-led clinical services the Pharmapreneur's Business Blueprint. Blair is the founder of Pharmapreneur Academy, an online membership community where she's guided hundreds of pharmacist entrepreneurs through the process and challenges of building advanced clinical services. She is the author of How to Build a Pharmacy Consulting Business and facilitates in-person business mastermind retreats and virtual summits for pharmapreneurs across the country. More information about Blair uh, will be available on her website, which is www.btpharmacyconsulting.com. Blair, welcome back to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you so much. It's great to be back. Well, thanks for joining us again. And uh, it's been a while, so I'm excited to uh, share a little bit with our listeners about some of the things that you have been working on. Yeah, me too. So, you know, I've I've been doing pharmacist-led clinical services, mainly medication therapy management for the past four years. And a lot of pharmacists are coming to me saying, hey, I want to go work in a physician's office and, you know, do ambulatory care services like annual wellness visits or chronic care management. Or they're coming to me and saying, I want to create a cash-based health and wellness consulting business, you know, in my independent community pharmacy and just giving them the kind of the framework really. And what we've created in the blueprint is really a a framework that you can build any kind of pharmacist-led clinical program on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so Blair, just to back up for our, our listeners, you have been doing this for the past four years. Um, just, well, kind of because you, you had to make a change. So, um, you, you know, we're working in Arkansas, um, for an independent pharmacy or or hospital pharmacy hospital, correct? Yes, I was, in the very beginning of my career, I did work in an independent community pharmacy. And after, 
probably six or eight months after graduation, I got a, a job offer to go work as a clinical hospital pharmacist for a local um, rural hospital. So I, you know, like many of the pharmacists right now mm -hmm. who are, you know, struggling to find work, struggling to find meaningful and fulfilling work. You know, I was in that spot. And in 2014, I got the news that my position was being eliminated at the hospital. And, you know, I was the, the low man on the totem pole. And so I pretty much got my hours cut to PRN and lost all of my benefits. And uh, unfortunately, I was about six months pregnant at the time. And that was a real you know, awakening of like, okay, what, what do I really want from this career? You know, where, where can I go from here? And for me, it was, I, I went to the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm like, you know, I, I, at that time had just one source of income, one source of revenue from that clinical hospital position. And I kind of went to the opposite end of the spectrum doing all sorts of things. And you know, doing MTM consulting and relief work and, you know, just getting my name out there as much as I could. And so I decided at that point that, you know, I really, I wanted to pursue entrepreneurship. I wanted to have a more flexible schedule and be more in control of my schedule, but still be doing the stuff that I was good at and that I really wanted to do. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Blair, because I, I totally agree. I think that a lot of pharmacists right now are feeling that same way. You know, we're seeing some of the uh, layoffs with uh, some of the big chains. You know, Walmart has um, changed, is looking to change their model a little bit. You're seeing some Walgreens, some other, other big retail chains and, and pharmacists are kind of, you know, <laughs> Uh, losing their positions and thinking like, well, what do I do next? But thank goodness that you had um, the perseverance and uh, drive to be persistent and were successful in that. And it's exciting that you're wanting to share those really success tips and what you've done and, you know, make it in a, um, basically a turnkey solution that other people can replicate and, uh, and, you know, really get some fulfilling, um, awesome work that they were trained to do in all of these different clinical services, uh, and excited, excited that you're doing that. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of, I wasn't sure which, which direction my consulting business would take, but I started, you know, working with these independent pharmacies, creating their MTM programs for them. And, you know, I've always kind of been able to see these, these trends that were, that were happening around me. And one of the biggest ones I'm seeing right now is that pharmacies changing from this product-focused dispensing model to a preventative care service-focused business model. And, you know, we're, we're in the midst, we saw a lot of layoffs come from pharmacists. We saw a lot of pharmacies close down this year. You know, it's been a really rough year and, you know, more and more students graduating every year. So the, the job market is, is strained and it's saturated. And plus we're seeing shrinking demand. So for those pharmacists that are, you know, 
going to be in practice for the next 10 years at least, I really think that we're going to have to kind of shift our business model from this like product focus to a more service-based focused business model. And that's why it's so important to me to get this information out to pharmacists to say, you know, hey, there's these opportunities that exist. They're not, you know, mostly positions that you can just be hired to walk in and do. A lot of them say going to work for a physician's office takes, you know, reaching out to your local physician's office, uh, starting the conversations with them, uh, knowing how to pitch your your programs and your services in a way that feels very authentic and it doesn't feel uh, sleazy or like you're, you know, selling too much. And those are really the things that that I walk the members of the academy through in the business blueprint. It's a it's a very step by step, you know, easy to digest framework for how to make those first cold calls, how to reach out to someone that you may not know at all, other than just talking on the phone a few times, and you know get get an appointment to be able to sit down and actually talk to them about what are their pain points and you know what are are their needs what are the things that they're dealing with versus you know i think pharmacists in general are somewhat unprepared to be able to talk about our services and able to you know kind of sell our programs to whoever our ideal client is if if it's the you know, the patient who you're going to be working with on, you know, cash-based health and wellness or weight management program, or it's that collaborative physician that you're reaching out to that you're hoping, you know, to do something along the lines of a point of care testing program for flu swabs and Tamiflu dispensing, whatever it may be. I think pharmacists, we, we get in our own heads a little bit too much and we, we tell ourselves we're not good at at selling, you know, we're, we're not good at talking about ourselves, but this framework that I've created in the business blueprint gives you something to, to go by. So I I call it the four A's of selling. And I think it's really helpful because what I have a lot of pharmacists coming to me saying, they're like, I want to do, you know, chronic care management in a physician's office. And I want you to help me create this really convincing marketing flyer. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) you know, let's, let's back up just a little bit and, you know, and think about, do you like being sold to in that way? Do you like feeling like someone's just handing your, your brochure and asking you to make a decision? Or does it feel more comfortable when they ask you questions about their, about yourself and they try to assess what your needs are and they try to really pull out and create a customized program for you. You know, that, that feels much better than going in with a business card and a marketing flyer. You know, I think that's what uh, we all think it means to start a business, but as you and I both know, Hillary, you know, it's more than just a logo and a business card and, you know, really nice looking flyer. Exactly. And I love that you, um, you know, we're like, all right, hold up. How do you, how do you like being sold to? Because it is, it's a relationship business. You're going to be in a relationship with that physician, um, sharing patients and, um, you know, 
so I think that kind of taking it back a step, because it isn't just about who has the prettiest marketing flyer. You've got to um, exactly learn that learn what their needs are and make it look for those win-win opportunities. So, you know, you're wanting to come in and, and do um, consulting and, and provide clinical services. They need help with their diabetes patients. Boom kind of, you know, marrying that up. So that's so helpful because um, just like you mentioned, pharmacists um, are probably not getting a course or a lot of training on how to sell um, in pharmacy school. And so that's great that you've um, been able to create a simple model um, for others to follow and to be successful. Yeah. So when I first started the academy, it was really like people were coming to me saying, what, which billing codes can I use? You know, how can pharmacists bill? How can I, you know, create a care plan for a patient in a physician's office? And it was really more uh, information like that. And now we call those our advanced learning lessons. So if you want to go learn about, you know, you mentioned diabetes patients. So if they have, if the physicians have these, uh, these macro or MIPS quality metrics that they're having to meet, you know, one of them may say getting uh, all their diabetic patients for an A1C under seven. Well, if that is one of the clinic's main goals, your program, the one you create, the custom program you create for this clinic is focused around those most impactful patients. So all the advanced learning lessons in the academy gives you the the models for the different programs that you could use. But what I was seeing is people would come into the academy and they would get all the information, but they were still getting stuck in that very beginning phase, like getting your first yes. And I think as pharmacists, we we want to have all of the information before we can move forward and, you know, take action. And so what I created with this, this new beginner's business blueprint is kind of the opposite. It's like, you know, you let's start having these conversations and then figuring out exactly what it is that your ideal client needs. And then that's when you go and do these advanced learning modules. You don't need to know everything there is to know about chronic care management if you're going to be in a physician's office that only wants you to do annual wellness visits. So I think a lot of members were getting stuck in that um, overwhelm phase. Like there's so many possibilities. You know, I created a, a a flow chart of pharmacist services and there was almost 40 something items on there for different programs that pharmacists around the country have been creating these innovative models. So what I'm trying to do with the Pharmapreneur Academy is equip pharmacists to understand what these options are, but also to inspire them and to give them the tools that they need to feel comfortable going out and starting these conversations with whether it's, you know, that patient who you want to get them to join your your weight management program or your tobacco cessation program or whatever it may be, all the way to going out and reaching up out to a physician and assessing what that clinic 
may need from an embedded clinical pharmacist. Speaking of education, are you aware of the 2014 drug disposal of controlled substances ruling that regards safe disposal of unused medications? Well, we're lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer ready to use chemical drug disposal systems are safe, easy, and affordable products, which protect the environment and can save thousands in fines. To get more information on products, training, and medication waste compliance, check out www.rxdestroyer.com slash talk to your pharmacist. I think it's so wise that you mentioned you're tracking the trends because we are seeing changes happen um, at, really across the board in healthcare. So it's not just isolated to pharmacy, but I think if we... Um, as a profession, start to look at what's happening um, across the the broader healthcare ecosystem. We do see that that fee for service is trying to be replaced with value based care. And as you mentioned, if that's a great sweet spot for preventive services and for um, ma- you know managing uh, patients, just like you've mentioned. Uh, along that, that team-based care, right alongside with the physician. Um, so I think that this is going to be a really great opportunity for pharmacists across the country to, um, you know, really be able to uh, get ahead of um, what, you know, some of the the changes in, in payment. Because Payment is is we're as we're seeing reimbursements are going down, um, and so we've got to look ahead and um, figure out new business models, just like you've done. Absolutely, and there's there's definitely an opportunity here for for the people that you know get in early on this ground floor and start reaching out to their providers. I mean. There are big companies out there talking about this right now. I mean, top five companies that that have had, you know, consultations with me on pharmacist-led clinical services, and they're trying to figure out these models too, and trying to figure out, you know, what would it look like to embed clinical services in a community pharmacy, or what would it look like to have a collaborative community pharmacy physician clinic service that allows patients to really be, you know, taken out of that that silo of community pharmacy and have more integration between like you know, the pharmacy's dispensing system and the physician's EHR. So that's what I'm really seeing. And, you know, I've I mentioned I've been I've been in this space now for almost four years and really researching trends and seeing what's what's coming uh, follow CMS's proposed proposed rule changes very closely and they're even looking at changing some stuff around remote patient monitoring codes so it would be like um, physi- physiological like monitoring of could be you know blood pressure blood sugar you know whatever that may be and if they they do continue to change these things, they they have already clarified that pharmacists are auxiliary personnel. You know, that's one question I always get from pharmacists is like, can I bill using my NPI? And the answer is not at this time. 
federally, you know, we still don't have provider status. If you're lucky enough to be in a state with provider status, you may have the opportunity to bill using the pharmacist MPI to the payers that accept it. But for the most part, I would say uh, pharmacists across the country are being able to work under a collaborative physician using the physician's NPI because CMS has clarified that pharmacists can function as a clinical staff member. So, you know, lots of lots of predictions that I have for, you know, the next 10 years in pharmacy. And I'm hosting, I'm very excited about it. I'm hosting a live event uh, Monday, September 2nd. That's uh, Labor Day. It's a, uh, it's, an event going to take place at 8 p.m. Central Time. And what it really is, is, you know, putting together a group of pharmacists like the Pharmapreneur Academy community and talking about what we can do as a grassroots movement to advance the profession forward. So, you know, I think people are getting frustrated. They're, you know, tired of waiting for this you know, top-down initiative to where pharmacists can can go out and start offering more clinical services. I think it, this is this movement is what I like to think of it as is going to be led by the individual pharmacists in a grassroots movement. And I think the more pharmacists that we can get out there talking about their business models, talking about what it actually looks like for them to practice in a physician's office or in a cash-based. Um, holistic practitioner's office or chiropractic office or even, you know, community pharmacy programs. The more that we can talk about these things, the the better off we'll be. And it keeps us from having to, you know, start each model from scratch so that we can identify, like, here's some business models that we know work and allowing us to build off of what others before us have done. So, that's the event I'm putting together on Monday, September 2nd, Labor Day. And I'm really excited to share those three predictions I have for the next 10 years in pharmacy and, you know, invite some people to join me in in the academy and in, you know, making other pharmacists aware of these opportunities and also, you know, inspiring students to to learn more and to start these relationships, even if it's just in their rotations with collaborative providers and with patients and talking about the value of pharmacist services and what we can actually offer to patients, payers, and providers. Well, Blair, thanks so much for looking ahead and for um, showing all of the different opportunities that await pharmacists who um, are willing to Put in some the work to uh, learn how to to talk about the value of their uh, training and to be able to, to um, work collaboratively collaboratively with physicians. Uh, really awesome opportunities ahead. And um, as you guys heard, Blair has uh, new courses, and we've got a special. Uh, opportunity uh, for listeners. So if you go to um, the pharmapreneuracademy.com slash REF slash 20, there is going to be a $50 off coupon code with 
the uh, code of TTYP50. So um, awesome to collaborate with Blair on this and to let listeners know that there is a discount for those who want to check it out. So Blair, um, it was great to have you as a guest again. Always enjoy catching up and um, everything that you do is just well created and put together. And uh, thank you for being one of those shining lights in the pharmacy profession. Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate you know you saying that. And I, I do feel that this is a you know, just a contribution, just a small contribution to the broader picture, which is advancing the profession of pharmacy. So if, um, you know, if, if the Pharmapreneur Academy can help you feel more confident about creating and launching and implementing pharmacist led clinical programs, I would, I would be happy to answer any questions that anyone has about it. And for talk to your pharmacist, you know, listeners, that coupon code for fifty dollars off. Um, you know, I think that I'm I'm happy to offer that to anyone who who's interested in and and would like to create a pharmacy consulting business around these clinical programs. So, you know, I, I really appreciate you having me here, and I, I appreciate everyone who took the time to listen to this. And I'm truly passionate about you know, individuals taking control of their careers and using these clinical programs to kind of advance the profession and move it forward into the next evolution awesome. of well, what thank pharmacy you, practice Great to have you as a like. guest. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at www.pharmacyadvisory.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.